so lifting weights actually if you're like if you think of movie stars and stuff athletes that look really lean um, and have this ideal body type they're usually lifting weights another thing like people especially going in the summertime they're always like I want to get that six pack yeah and really if we haven't even talked about the six pack I know that's like the biggest thing let's go <laughs> welcome back to another rep my name is Steve Hagan thanks for checking out the show hey if you like us hit subscribe hit uh hit I like it Hit all the bells, hit all the whistles. You know how the drill goes. Add a comment. And thanks most of all, thanks for checking in with us. I think you're really going to enjoy this show today. It's email day again with Hannah. And um, it's backed by popular demand because people love this. We get a ton of emails. And we can't answer them all, but we like to answer as many as we can in the time we're putting out there. So let's just sit tight, lean in, laugh along with us, and learn along with us. Let's go get another rep with Hannah Hagen. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> I, I don't think I can steal that line. <laughs> Welcome back to another rep. My name is Steve Hagen. I am so glad to have Hannah, my daughter, back on the show. And uh, we do a fitness business together. And it's email day again! Yes! Thanks we, for having me back. <laughs> you're welcome. I love email day because I get to learn a lot too on email day. Hannah has a ton of information and... Um, so I'm just excited. So let's start. Let's go. Let's get it on. Alrighty. The first email comes from Sarah in New Mexico. Wow. All right. She's asking about energy drinks. I guess they need them out there in New Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> Hot out there. But um, she's asking, are energy drinks healthy? Are they good for you? Should you do them before a workout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So energy drinks have kind of become like... The new, uh, the new coffee I've noticed recently and like for work and stuff, everybody's just pounding the energy drinks. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit more amped up than just a cup of coffee though. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can drink one 16 ounce cup of coffee and it's about 182 milligrams of caffeine or you could drink an energy drink and it's about 300. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so your daily allowance of caffeine is about 400 milligrams. And so when you go and you chug... 300 in a short amount of time that's a lot of caffeine being put into your system at one time amps you up a little bit yeah and so um i'm not saying that you should or should not some people drink two oh i know people that drink like are addicted to pre-workout and so they'll drink six of them a day they'll wake up at 5 (laughs) a.m the alarm goes off and they don't even open their eyes they grab their pre-workout chug it and then, like, fall back asleep, get in this, like, weird kind of mode. And then it hits them, and they're like, boom. <laughs> they're ready for the day. In a wide world of sports, <laughs> they even fall asleep after they do that. But I don't know. I guess you get used to it, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess <clears throat> so. You build a tolerance to it the more you drink. But, um, yeah, so I would say if you drink it, just drink it with, like, knowing how much you're putting into your body and how much your daily allowance is. Um, I... I don't recommend drinking them every day just because I don't like to have a dependency on a caffeinated drink or whatever to be able to function. And also, like, back when I was in school for exercise science, we did a lot of labs and stuff. And we noticed that, especially in the guys, because at that time the guys were more prone to drink pre-workout and energy drinks and stuff. Now it's becoming more like guys and girls drink it. Um, 
But they had a lot of times like heart arrhythmias, which is crazy because they're like 21, 22 years old. They lift five days a week, run. But they would get heart arrhythmias and they would always have like high blood pressure and super high heart rates. Like their resting heart rate would be like 80. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep that in mind if you're wanting to. So not (laughs) as healthy as you would, uh, would, some people would expect. Yeah, I mean, some people are like, well, they got vitamins in them, but also a lot of them, first of all, have a ton of sugar in them. So now they're starting to make ones with like either low sugar or no sugar, but you got to be careful because some of the no sugar ones, they put like Splenda or um, aspartame, stuff like that in them, which is not good. So just kind of read the ingredients and um, yeah, just be kind of careful with them. So Ixnay on the energy drink say... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of them i think they they create a lot of anxiety in people because when you're, you're so amped up your stress is really high because you're just very alert yeah um and so it can create kind of like an anxiety and then you can have a crash and then you can get like sometimes people get like depression type symptoms um once they become like dependent upon it um they get headaches it can screw up your digestion so yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't or you should, but I personally don't like just doing make them. an educated choice. Yeah, yeah. You do totally what you do, you. but you gotta make sure you're educated before you do it. Thanks. Yeah. Which leads me to another question because you said anxiety and mm-hmm. and uh, blood pressure and all that stuff. Um, we've had many many people email us about hormones mm-hmm. and how uh, men and women, but how hormones affect. Um, affect your day really Mm -hmm. so um let's get into that um yeah one of the questions this is from john he's in uh, florida and his question is do my hormones affect my weight gain yes 100 percent. and this is the second part is it different between a man and a woman so let's just kind of pull the whole thing out there so yeah how does it affect so you said yes it does yeah okay so john you listening to this down there in florida okay yes it does yeah but how does it do it we're going to explain this to you so take out your pen or whatever so you know this just like energy drinks has a lot of information surrounding it so do uh so do hormones probably even more so yeah however hormones are probably affected by energy drinks as well yeah yeah so hormones are really, really powerful. They're the chemical messengers of your body. So they will basically just receive all this information and they will adjust as necessary. So for like a man in particular, um, they are higher in testosterone than women are. Women mm-hmm. are lower in testosterone. We still have it, but we're lower in it. Um, so if you have really low levels of testosterone, then you could have like decreased sex drive you could have weight gain you could have anxiety depression stuff like that um so if you have like these type of symptoms then i would really start to look at like your stress life so how stressed are you where it's coming from um how to manage it because when you're really stressed all the time there's a hormone called cortisol and this is our stress stress hormone it's um excreted from our adrenals So, um, when this is really high all the time, it can kind of start to shut down other 
other hormones because it wants to focus all of its energy to figure out why you're stressed and how to get out of this stressful situation to come back to a normal balance because it's just like your fight or flight hormone. Um, so, which you probably, because you have Meniere's, your cortisol at one time was probably pretty high because your adrenals were just tanked because you were always super stressed out. Right, right. Meniere's is an inner ear affliction. They call it a uh, autoimmune disease. And um, I have that or had that. I've managed it through taking vitamins Mm -hmm. and it's done really well for me. But um, what are some things that help us manage cortisol? So uh, three biggest things are going to be exercise. So you want to make sure that you are exercising daily. I know a lot of people that struggle with like depression and anxiety, which is a side effect of really high cortisol or low cortisol. Um, and people that struggle with that, if they exercise daily, they feel way better. Um, diet is also huge. So if you're able to um, reduce all the inflammation out of your diet, because cortisol is one of those hormones that tries to keep inflammation low. So if you are always really stressed and it's really, really high all the time, then it's going to throw your whole balance of your body out and start holding on to a lot of inflammation. So if you can fuel your body with foods that are going to reduce inflammation, then that is also a huge thing. Um, and that's huge with getting off of weight or getting weight off of your body. Yeah. Um, and then third, which is super important, is change your environment. If you are in a constant stressful environment, then you need to maybe change your environment. Um, or if you can't change your environment, change your your outlook on it maybe or your everyday habits. Yeah, that was um, my question. What if you have a job, which is your environment, and yeah. you got to go? Yeah. you got to go to work because you got to yeah. make money and pay your bills. What if your job, your environment is so stressful and you can't really change it? Yeah. You can't change your job. Yeah. So um, things you can change mm-hmm. are your diet mm-hmm. and exercise. Yeah. It's, and you can change your, your outlook instead of being like, oh, this sucks every day. Yeah. And you may have the same amount of workload. You may have the same crabby people that you have to show up to work with every single day but your outlook can be different be like okay yeah this is a lot of work but I'm gonna manage my day to where it's not gonna stress me out all day I'm not gonna let my manager get to me at the end of the day yeah uh, or at the beginning of the day and then you're in a bad mood for the rest of the day (laughs) so outlook is a huge a huge thing and that's just mindset which is probably the hardest thing to change yeah because everything starts with mindset well this whole this Really, this whole talk, this whole lifestyle that we're talking about is mindset. Mm Because when you can change your mindset, you change your momentum Mm -hmm. that carries you through life. So, like you said, changing your mindset, you can stay in that same environment and change your mindset. Mm -hmm. And that person may not affect you the same way as it used to because you changed your mind. You fixed yourself. I know this. Mm -hmm. I tell this to my guys all the time when I'm coaching them. If you want to fix the team you got to fix yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is all about, fixing ourselves. And when you start to fix yourself, you, you fix those hormones, which are those chemical messengers mm-hmm. that send these signals throughout your body. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're all connected and they're all related. And our whole body is a chemistry experiment. Yeah. From 
or experience as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about uh, gaining weight, losing weight, feeling good, feeling bad, um, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things. And here's some things that we don't even think about that happen over time. And it's something that um, you don't think we could control, but actually we probably can control it. Mm-hmm. And it comes from another email. This is also an email from Florida. And Michaela is asking this question. And it's about bone density. Do hormones affect bone density? She's asking mm-hmm. this. So listen to this answer, Michaela. Yeah, so this one actually kind of goes back to John's um, question too. Are the hormones in women and men different and how they differ? Um, so this is a huge one because a lot of women suffer from this a lot to a greater scale than men do um, just because bone density runs off of estrogen. And so estrogen is a huge component to uh, obviously your reproductive hormones, your um, skin texture, your bone density, all these things, your weight are hugely impacted by estrogen and progesterone. And um, so estrogen is huge in bone density. And so like specifically like women, when they go through menopause, they lose a ton of estrogen during that phase of life. And so with that, they can lose a lot of bone density if they're not careful. And one way to offset this is to weight train because weights put resistance on your bones and resistance is what makes your, your bones strong. And so um, the more that you can stress your bones, the stronger they get and the less uh, prone they will be to things like osteoporosis where your, your bones become very brittle and almost like sponge-like. So super important to lift weights because they're almost like a tree. Your bones are like a tree. Like if you're, they did an experiment one time where they put trees in a indoor facility. I remember that. Yeah. This biosphere in, Mm -hmm. uh, actually I took you guys there, I think one time in, it's just North of Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And they had the, I think it was six or nine of the greatest scientists. I'm not bombing on the scientists for this, but. (laughs) They had these scientists, and they put them in biosphere. It was either biosphere one or two or whatever. The trees, not the scientists. <clears throat> All of the above. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't have any wind. Yeah. And so the trees flopped over. Yeah. And then they got all fungusy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, because the wind puts resistance on it, so it creates a stronger tree. Same with, like, lifting weights. Lifting weights puts resistance on your bones, to create a stronger bone. Like, if you think about, like, when we were back in the old days, we were always picking up stuff, building stuff, picking up rocks and had to build a house out of it. We had to pick up baskets full of wheat and make flour out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we were always doing something active because we were, that's how you had to survive. Yeah, hunting and gathering. and And so people's bones were pretty pretty strong back then they weren't gonna just like fall over <laughs> because yeah. um plus because they, they were eating whole, a little bit more whole foods less chemicals in them yeah yeah which i'm sure chemicals have something to do with our bone density as well oh yeah for sure um yeah so if you can start lifting weights and get on a good resistance training program that'll make a huge difference in long-term 
uh, bone density because they did like studies in women who lifted throughout their menopause like period of life their bone density was so much stronger despite their estrogen levels dropping as opposed to a more sedentary woman or someone who just like walks or runs um, because they don't have any resistance running running's good it's good for your heart but it doesn't put any like stress on your bones yeah here that's that's a good segue to this next email because there's an email there's a couple of emails there's more than a couple that are asking this question and um, really this is like four girls or four women have asked this question because they think um, like one of the emails says I'm afraid to get bulky this is a woman emailing us okay Jennifer I'm afraid to get bulky from lifting weights that's why I just run but mm-hmm. is running enough mm-hmm. that's that's what Jennifer's asking yeah. and um, and basically all the all the women are asked because it seems like the emails that we get from women are they're afraid that they're gonna get too bulky or look like a, you know a, like a, a cross, bodybuilder yeah or something <laughs> yeah. like that so um, maybe you need to assure them that there's you're not there's, gonna get bulky. Yeah, there's ways to lift <laughs> that you're lean. not gonna get too crazy thick and have a crow magnum forehead or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. Yeah, you still want to look feminine. Um, you want to get in a dress and actually look elegant, and not like a man. Um, yeah. So lifting weights, actually, if you're like, if you think of movie stars and stuff, these athletes that look really lean um, and have this ideal body type. They're usually lifting weights. Uh, they're not. They usually do it in a company to running. They're usually not just running. They're usually doing multiple different styles of training. Um, the only way that you're going to get really bulky is if you eat a lot. <laughs> so if you're in a surplus of calories, you're obviously going to get more bulky. It also depends on how you train sometimes. If you're just doing a lot of hypertrophy training, which is about you know 10 to 15 reps medium weight then you're gonna your muscles will start to bulk out a little bit more as opposed to if you do a little bit higher weight or a little bit or a little bit higher reps lighter weight or if you do lower reps higher weight yeah so um yeah so really if you're if you don't want to get bulky it just comes down to food (laughs) yeah eat at maintenance or eat slightly below maintenance not crazy below but slightly below for a time and then bump yourself back up to maintenance, and you're not going to get bulky. Yeah, and you'll look you'll look lean and fit. Yeah, with a you know with a good musculature on your on your bones, where you're not going to look mm-hmm. bony. Yeah, but you're not going to look bulky either. Yeah, you're going to look like you said, elegant in your your evening gown or whatever yeah. it is that you. I mean, I'm five seven. I weigh 140 pounds. I lift about four days a week, and I run like once a week. And I would say that I don't like to think that I'm a really bulky person. No, you're not bulky at all. <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you this. So what's the biggest difference? And is if there is, mm-hmm. is there a difference? Because um, people want to lose weight, but they want to do it the easiest way they can. If they could yeah. just take a pill to lose weight, they would do that. But it's not the healthiest way to do it. Yeah. And the lifestyle of lifting weights... 
you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not the easiest. It takes some discipline to yeah. to get into that lifestyle. But once mm-hmm. you're in it, it feels really good. Yeah. What's the difference between lower body lifting and explain some of those exercises yeah. and upper body lifting? Because there's really your body is it's all connected, but there's like two major segments and you're like above the waist and below the waist yeah but it's connected with your core in the middle so i mean let's talk about all that stuff let's talk start with lower body lower body yeah so especially if you're a girl you're probably gonna like this because you want to grow the booty (laughs) okay (laughs) but um you really need to to lift on both upper core and lower body just look balanced sometimes you go to the gym and girls do only legs and guys do only chest and tries and biceps so. the guys look like they're riding a chicken around the gym yeah yeah and so you really need to do everything but lower body is much more um if you want to get your heart rate up you're definitely going to do lower body if you want to build uh, a lot of just raw strength in your lower body you're going to want to do squats you're going to want to do deadlifts um things of that nature, hip thrusts, um, any type of stuff like that. Cleans are really good for developing power. And lower body exercises, to Mm -hmm. me, just doing them, they heat you up. They do. They heat you up a lot. They heat you up quicker, Mm -hmm. and they heat you up uh, hotter. (laughs) (laughs) And you you melt, really. You start to melt the fat. They'll get you sweating a lot quicker. Yeah, from the inside out. Yeah. You know, I can do um, three, let's just say, hypothetically, I do three sets of bicep curls, mm-hmm. 12 reps each mm-hmm. at, a, at a good weight, mm-hmm. all right? Or I do three sets of deadlift mm-hmm. at a good weight. Yeah. I get a lot hotter yeah. and a lot more spent doing a deadlift, three sets of deadlift mm-hmm. than I would curls. Well, that's another thing is like, compound versus accessory movements so like curls would be an accessory movement and you should do those like at the end of your workout after you did your other stuff then those are gonna be like the last thing you do just because you don't want to wear out your um you know helping muscles for your big compound lifts otherwise you're not gonna lift as much yeah you're you're using all your calories yeah so if you can't if you don't have time to uh have a really long workout i would just get your big compound lifts in. So those would be movements that are using multiple muscle groups to move weight. So things like squats, deadlifts, uh, bench press would be like a compound movement. It's multiple joints moving. Um, Things like that. And then do some accessories on another day. Or, you know, if you're not really, if you don't really care about accessories that much, you don't even have to do them. You could just, you could do compound lifts and have a great body. Yeah. If, can you do everything in one day? I mean, say I don't have, I just only have 45 minutes to work out. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I do everything? Everything? Um, Upper body, lower body. Like 45 body. minutes a day or, or a week? No, 45 minutes a day. Can okay. I do everything every day or? No. You know, I want to work out four days a yeah. week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, off Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. The gym's too crowded on Saturday and Sunday anyway. So exactly. I'm not going <laughs> But is it good to do everything? Can I do everything? And what do you think? It depends on what level you are at. Um, 
if you are a beginner, I definitely would not put you on a on a split of all right. Today we're doing chest and tries and shoulders, and tomorrow we're doing back and buys. Um, so if you're beginning, I would definitely start with more uh, total body workouts. But with that being said, I would focus on different uh, movement pulls. So, like say your first day, you're gonna do a push day, and then your second day, you're gonna do a pull day. But it's going to be full body every day, but it's just going to be alternating different muscle movement patterns. Um, it's best to hit the the muscle groups like every 48 hours. So um, say you do a chest day one day and then a back day the next day, then you can hit chest again the following day. So you have 48 hours of What if you wait day. longer than 48 hours? You can. I mean, yeah, you'll have good Not 48 too. days. No, not 48 days. <laughs> but just like 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. You have, you're good that way too. But like for legs, for instance, like I usually like to do legs on a Tuesday and then on a Thursday. So I'll do like more front-loaded legs, quads, stuff like that. And then on a Thursday, I'll do more posterior chains, so hamstrings, glutes, stuff like that. Gotcha. More focused. All right. This is one of the last emails, and then we'll close up the shop for the day. All right. Low reps versus high reps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Marco from, this dude's from New Jersey. Shocking. Marco. <laughs> the Italian from New Jersey. He wants to know um, low reps, mm-hmm. high weight, or low reps, low weight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. His question is, what's better, low reps or high reps? Yeah. So, also, depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you want to build raw strength, then I would do low reps with high weight for a period of time and then take like a deload, deload week or two and then go back and hit it again. And a deload week or two would be like a little bit higher, higher reps, lower weight. Uh, a little bit less intense, and then go back into it. If you're looking for more hypertrophy, then which is like muscle size, like how big your muscle is, then I would do more uh, like medium reps, so like 10 to 15 reps with like a medium weight. Um, And then you're going to put on more like size. So Marco, I know you're listening to this. To build your chest out the best way, because mm-hmm. there's really three sections of your yeah. of your pec. Yeah. All right. And you want it to be um, thick and squared up and nice. Full. And, yeah, full. Yeah. Give him a plan. Give him just briefly, like 45 seconds worth of a, a plan how to do this. Like incline, flat, decline. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If you're looking to really build out your chest, I would do some, first of all, I would do a phase where you're building strength. So do a little bit lower rep, higher intensity, so higher weight, and do, make sure you're hitting uh, incline bench, do like a flat bench, and do um, either dips or decline bench. Uh, It can all be in one session, or it can be through a couple sessions throughout the week. You hit chest twice a week. Um, and then always is that enough some... chest twice a week? Yeah. 
Hear that, Marco? Okay. If you do it right. Yeah. And you're intense about it. Yeah. I mean, you really don't need to work out six days a week. You can work out four days a week and be good, get great results. Okay. Um, and then I, I would also have some different type of like fly movements or um, close grip, like diamond push up movements where it's forcing your mid chest to start to develop. Mm. So whenever you cross your midline with your arm, it's going to really target that mid chest and that's where you get that nice line in your chest yeah so i would do those because it's an accessory movement i would do them a little bit and you can't do a crazy amount of weight with them because it's your elbow will suffer yeah it's <laughs> hard it's heavy. physically can't that's right. so i would do a little bit lighter weight and a little bit higher reps so maybe like 10 to 12 15 reps um and get a little bit more hypertrophy and then once you go through a phase of strength, then you can go through a phase of hypertrophy and do a little bit higher, higher rep, lower intensity, um, incline, bench, flat bench, and um, whatever it's called, dips, decline bench, stuff like that. Accessories you can keep about the same. Just change weights. And I got to add this. Marco, if you just do your chest you're going to have a concave chest. It's going to pull everything forward. It's going to pull your shoulders forward. You got to work your back. Whenever you're pushing, you have to uh, complement that with a pull. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing pushing exercises with our chest, we have to do pulling exercises with our back and our lats. So we get a balanced upper body. Otherwise, you're going to fold in half and look goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Honestly, I train back more times than I train chest during a week. Well, I know training your back makes your chest stronger. Just yeah, it, it all it'll it set all. your shoulders back yeah. to where they're in the proper position. And um, yeah, I I always train back. Back backs look nice when they're <laughs> developed. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do. And um, the problem is a lot of people because you look in the mirror. And yeah. you're, you're facing forward when you look in the mirror and you want your, your front, your chest and your abs and, yeah. you know, you, you want that to look good. You don't always look at your back, but yeah. if you neglect your back and your lats and your back muscles, then it just, it doesn't work out well. But, yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Another thing, like people, especially going into summertime, they're always like, I want to get that six pack. Yeah. And really, if we haven't even talked about the six pack, I know. That's like the biggest thing. Let's go. (laughs) The six pack is just, that comes down to nutrition. Like almost 90% of that is just nutrition. So if you can have like a lower body fat percentage, then you're going to see your abs. You can be as skinny as can be, but you'll see abs. Yeah. But if you want them to look really strong, um, then I would train them. I'd only have about 30 seconds rest between ab exercises because they're smaller muscles, so they can be worked. Um, They recover a lot quicker. Mm. So just do about 30 seconds rest between them. Do three, four, five sets, and you'll get a (laughs) six-pack. Great stability. You also get a six-pack by not drinking a six-pack. Hey, ho! True. That's the the next one. Hey, Hannah, (laughs) thanks so much. This is the close of the day. If you... Have any other questions, email me at steve at coachhagen.com. Just send the emails in. We'll get to them, and uh, we'll just make another show out of them because there's a lot of people that like to listen to this, and they're hearing a lot of good stuff. So, Hannibal, thanks for coming on another thanks rep. for having me. You're welcome. And for today, we are out. We are out.
Annabelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your knowledge. I I appreciate your energy for what you do. You love what you do. I love what you do. I love doing it together with you. It's just so much fun. If you like the show, hit subscribe, hit like, hit the bell, ring the bell, get the notifications. You know how it all works. And I really appreciate you listening. And uh, you keep repping because I am out.